Hi, this is Vicki with Vicki Woo Marketing. There's a documentary on Netflix right now that's getting a lot of buzz and it revolves around social media. The Social Dilemma talks about some of the ways social media has changed directly from some of the people who have worked there. But do you need to be really concerned about using social media? This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. A lot of businesses and entrepreneurs use social media as a way to generate leads, so how concerned do we need to be? There's a couple of things when I watched this documentary that stuck out to me. One was that I've understood all along, and perhaps it's because of my technological background and marketing background, that you can't use something for free without the company getting some kind of benefit from it. This boils down to something as simple as the ebooks the e we offer you. That's some of our good information that you can download for free. But you have to give something in exchange, and that's your email address. Then we keep you updated with emails. Now, granted, our emails almost all of the time contain really helpful how-to information, marketing strategies, marketing advice. We try not to just give you total spam, but even that ebook that you download or the case studies that we have on marketing or white papers or any of the other things, it feels like you're getting it for free because you're not transacting money. Nothing in life is ever free. I know it has shocked some of the viewers of this documentary who didn't understand that because on these social media platforms, you're not having to pay a membership fee. You have to understand that there's some kind of exchange happening because of that. In the case of a lot of these social media platforms, what do they do? Where do they get their money? They get their money from advertisers. And what makes it attractive to the advertisers to spend money there? Well, it started out just that it was a place that had a lot of people. But then the advertisers wanted more and more, and the companies were looking at ways to generate more income. There is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with a company generating income. That's their sole purpose is to provide an answer to a problem and make money while doing it. They have to pay their staff. They have to pay for the time and the resources of everything that goes into it. Nothing wrong with that at all. We do live in a capitalist country and a company making money is not a bad thing. The problem comes in when people assume that they're getting it for free without understanding the implications of what that free really means. It's right there on the terms of service when you sign up. It's on the terms of service that change whenever those terms change and you continue using the system no matter which one it is. But how these companies make money on advertising is by allowing the advertisers to be able to tightly target their ad budgets. This is a huge improvement over the way ads used to be done. We do all types of marketing, traditional marketing strategies and the newer digital marketing strategies and some of the emerging marketing strategies. So I know that it used to be, for example, you could put an ad in a newspaper or a magazine. And the thing that you could target was, with a newspaper, a geographic area. With a magazine, you might be able to target more of a demographic of the readers of the magazine, but maybe it goes to everyone in the U.S. You could advertise on a radio program or a television show, and you could pick a show or a program that was likely to have 
more of your particular target demographic, but you couldn't tightly control it beyond that. You were still paying for thousands and thousands of ad impressions of people who were never ever going to want or need your product or service. Digital advertising is great. This pay-per-click advertising because you can tightly target based upon a lot of different demographics. Different platforms have different capabilities. Google is really great with geographic-based advertising and really tightly controlling that. LinkedIn is great if you're doing B2B and you want to be able to target specific industries or specific job titles. And of course, Facebook is good with location, demographics, male-female, age, uh, relationship status, a bunch of different demographics. That type of targeting allows you to not waste any money showing your ad to people who are never going to be interested in your services. But what it means is that the advertiser doesn't directly have information on your particular data, but the company does. And the company is offering that information in aggregate form to the advertiser so that when they pick the target, the system, the platform knows who to deliver the ad to. That is what you are providing in exchange for getting these platforms for free. That's a piece that I always understood. Again, I work in the field, so it's not surprising that I would understand that, but a lot of people didn't. So that's one of the big things that has come out of this particular documentary. Yes, there are some people who can always use any type of system wrong and for bad things. The platform isn't the issue and the advertisers aren't the issue. The second thing that really came out of the documentary that I think is the piece that we all need to be really aware of when we're looking at our own biases. I loved how there was one quote in the documentary that said there's only two industries that call their customers users. One is illegal drugs and one is social media. <laughs> that made me giggle, but it's kind of true too. Because what their algorithms are doing, and we're not talking advertising at this point, we're just talking your actual news feed, the information that you see as an individual when you log into the platform. Those algorithms are built to keep you on the site as long as possible. It's just the same with video games. A game in your phone gives you little tiny pleasure tweakers to keep you in the game. Oh look, I won that round. Oh look, I got some free diamonds and stars. And oh look, I just did something and earned five free lives. All of those types of things are meant to keep you playing longer. And there's similar strategies going on on all of the social media platforms to keep you there longer as well. In their case, they're not giving you little free bells and whistles and diamonds, but they've developed their algorithm to try to show you more of the information that you want to see, that you want to read, that you want to interact with, that will keep you on the platform longer. There's a good reason they do that, and it's because the longer you're on the platform, the more ads they can show you, and the more ads they show, the more revenue they generate. It all ties together. The problem comes in, and the problem is not with them, it's with us. And I keep saying this, the problem, you know, social media, Facebook, it's, they're not the devil. They're not even the problem. The problem is us as human beings, and we're the only ones who can fix it, which is why I wanted to talk about this second piece. 
What happens is you're on the platform and you click and read a post that someone has posted or shared. Then what the algorithm does is go, okay, Vicky likes chocolate. So I'm going to show her more chocolate. So the next time I go on, there'll be something else. They'll take all of my friends' posts. And if they find one with chocolate, it's going to move higher up so that I see it right about the time I get ready to scroll. And oh, I've scrolled this far. I'm going to quit. And yes, they know those things. How far you scroll on the page or the time you spend on the site. And right before my trigger time that I'm done, I'm going to leave. They're going to show me chocolate. So that I'll go, oh, wait a minute, a few more seconds, I'll click on that and read it as well. That means more and more of the information we're being presented by these sites is confirmation bias. It's showing us more of the information that we already read interact with. That's also why the engagement levels are something that these platforms look at. Posts you have that get more engagement are shown to more people as a result. That engagement is what keeps people on the platform. However, what happens to me as a user, to you as an individual user, you are shown more and more of that type of thing that you interact with, which means you're going to be shown less and less of other things that may be just as important, just as valuable, and that you may still care about, you just didn't happen to interact with. You'll see less of that. And that feeds into our own confirmation biases because if I believe conspiracy theory, I'm real big on not liking the conspiracy theories. I find some of them flat out funny. If you're a conspiracy theorist, I apologize. Some of them are just a little bit unbelievable and Occam's razor is the thing that's most likely is usually true. And some of these are so convoluted and complicated, they're probably not true. But if you're a big conspiracy theorist, you read a lot of these things on social media, that's what you're going to be fed. The next time you go on, you're going to see more and more of that. And pretty soon, you're seeing all these conspiracy theories. Oh, you know, the Earth is flat. Oh, we didn't send a man to the moon, whatever they are. You keep seeing more and more messages about that, which makes you think it must be true. All of these people are talking about it. You know what? There's more people talking about how the Earth is round, but you didn't click on that article, so you're not seeing it anymore. The, the quantity of information around any one thing that you're seeing doesn't mean that it's equal quantity in a ratio to all of the information out there. We have our own biases. And as humans, we tend to look for things that confirm those biases. Social media, because they want to keep us on the site longer, is feeding us more of those things that confirm those biases. Even if that bias is not true, we're still getting the information and we start believing it because we start seeing more and more and more of it. Now, what I see on my timeline is actually going to be very different than what you see on your timeline. My timeline probably has all of these social media platforms really confused because I tend to click on things that might be related to one of my clients or click on things that might be related to just general research I'm doing at any time. They're probably really confused by me. That's why I get some really weird ads in these algorithms. I get ads all of the time for things to help plumbing businesses. Not do you need a plumber, but you are a plumber and you need our service. I'm not a plumber. I have clients who are plumbers. Because of things I click on, I get these things that don't apply. My profile, probably off the charts and really confusing to them. But the things I'm seeing on my profile are very different than what you're seeing on your profile because of things we have engaged with in the past. 
doesn't mean that mine is correct or yours is correct. It just means that Facebook found out what we will click on, Twitter found out what we will click on, Instagram found out what we will click on, and they're going to feed us more of that so that we click more and hang around longer. The problem becomes when there are issues that can make things divisive. The earth is flat, the earth is round. If I get to the point where all I'm seeing is all of these stories about how the earth is flat, and you don't believe that conspiracy, so you're not seeing those stories because you've clicked on other things talking about how the earth is round. I'm going to actually think you're crazy for not understanding that the earth is flat because all of this bias confirmed by all these stories people are posting and talking about how the earth is flat, and you're sitting here telling me how the earth is round because that's what you're seeing. Their algorithm isn't the problem. It's doing what it's designed to do, and I'd rather just have chronologically all of my friends, what they've posted in order. But that's not how it's set up for reasons on their end, which are good reasons for their business to stay in business. The problem is with us assuming that the information we see is the only information out there. There's a couple ways that we can all work to combat this. I see this divisiveness that it's been around. I'm not going to say that any one person has caused it because that's not true. But we're the only ones who can stop it and start bringing people back together and healing that divide. We're the United States of America. And we need to make sure that we remain united as a country, as a community. And the only way we can do that is through us as individuals. A couple ways that we can all help with that is, first of all, don't assume that the information that you're seeing is true because you see it or is the only information out there, especially on social media. The next tip is that you should not rely upon social media for your news. Unless you're following one of your favorite news outlets and you're looking at their page on social media, the news being shared in your feed most often is going to be shared by, yes, some of those pages that you follow, but it's by your friends sharing news. A lot of those sites being shared are not news sites. They're not media sites. We assume that they're valid media because somebody found it and somebody shared it, but it's Joe Bob down the street's personal blog. It's nothing that would be considered valid in any other setting. Just because someone shares it on social media doesn't mean it's true. So we all need to take steps to understand and look at the source before we read it. And just because it's something we have a bias for and we believe also still doesn't mean it's true. It's just like the flat earth and the ground earth. Just because we believe it doesn't mean it's true. And the best way that you can, the best way you can work with those types of biases is to occasionally read things from the other side of that issue. Go read about the earth being round if you believe the earth is flat. Educate yourself on what is being said about all of these things from all sides. But don't use social media and your friends as your primary sources of news information. You want to go to reputable news sites, and I know that some people hate one, some people hate the other. The one I focus on most often, which is proven year after year to be the most balanced, the most unbiased, is NPR, National Public Radio. You can find them on radio, you can find them online. Their site is really good at presenting all news information, very unbiased. Multiple third-party kind of rating companies year after year. 
rank them as the one that is not left-leaning, not right-leaning, not satire, honest, straightforward information. So you want to choose sites like that and make sure that you're getting your actual news from those types of sites, not from your friends that are sharing random things on social media. You can't be sure that they vetted what they're sharing when you turn around and share it. They may have gotten it for someone else that they assumed vetted it, and he got it from somebody else that he assumed that other guy vetted it. You kind of need to take that personal responsibility to be vetting the information that you're consuming, especially on issues that are divisive. I know some people don't care if they're sharing correct information, but if you've watched the documentary, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you probably have been made aware for the first time why and how this is happening. So we can all now take steps to increase our awareness and learn new ways. Social media shouldn't be about where we get our news and it shouldn't be about arguing with people. I don't want to go to a get together, a social get together with my friends and then have two people fighting over in the corner or me say something and someone took it the wrong way. They just want to get their two cents in and they start an argument for that reason. We're really good about doing that on social media and we would never do that in real life. Social media should be about being social. It is a great way to stay in contact with some of your friends and extended family that you otherwise wouldn't get to talk to. You know, I've got friends from high school on there and it's so great. Before we connected on social media, these are people that I've lost touch with over the years. And social media allows me to keep that connection with some of those extended friends and extended family that I wouldn't have any other way. And I get to see what's going on in their life and share what's going in mine and stay connected that way. We should all work to keep social media social. And yes, as a marketing agency, we concentrate on helping businesses use social media in solid and reputable ways to help increase awareness of their business. Even then, we tell our clients they still need to make it social. It can't be salesy either. This all falls back on us as people and as users of any of these sites. It's our responsibility to help keep the platform social. Social media is not bad, and I hope that some of the things in the documentary weren't too shocking. I'd be interested to hear what you learned that you didn't know before when you watched it, and of course, what questions you have. As always, we're happy to answer your marketing questions. You can ask them down below, or you can visit our website, vickywoo.marketing, and in the bottom right corner, there is a chat bubble icon. You can use that to ask your question. We'll try to answer you directly, and we may even use your marketing question on an upcoming episode.